0: I will be attending the Ambys where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win. If you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy, because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Amby Awards, please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. Not you. What are you eating? Are you eating cornbread? Mind your business. What? Wow. We the podcast out <laughs> with Not mind your business. You don't want to want to eat on a motherfucking podcast. So now you got to share with the class. What are you eating, Jordan?
1: Okay. If you have to, if you have to know, Zakoya. <laughs> do. And do. I was at the Verve Cafe on West 3rd and, and, um, near, um, the, the Grove. Oh, near the Grove. Near yeah. the Grove near, here in Los Angeles. And, uh, meeting a friend for coffee. And I got a lemon poppy muffin. A
0: lemon poppy muffin. Oh, look at you living your best L.A. life. I don't even understand why you pretend like you don't love Los Angeles. Because when you come, it's just like, I'm going to do all the Los Angeles things. I'm going to get a lemon poppy muffin and I'm going to hydrate and et cetera, et cetera.
1: It's nice. It has its perks. I know I I talk a lot of big talk, you know, that I, I think I was traumatized in here. Okay. no, that's fair. That's fair being being broke and being here and not having a car is a very uh hard experience Oof, you know that is
0: oh you thought you just gonna move to Los Angeles without having access to a vehicle that's where that's that's where things get yeah
1: and I figured it out but then like you know after a while it was like why is it taking 175 percent more effort to to do things that I, where I and in most other cities I'd be like you know five seconds you know
0: I'm telling you, it's a very inconvenient city. I'll tell you that Los Angeles is not convenient at
1: all. But I'm back. I'm back here, and I'm enjoying it more. Right, you got lemon, uh, lemon poppy seed muffin right now. I actress a lemon poppy seed muffin. You know, I'm been getting a lot of sun. Feel good. You got a lot of sun. You got titties on your cup. Like it's just. I do have uh, for the listeners. I, I'm drinking my this episode's tea out of a, a cup with an assortment of boob, boobs on it. Of representations, mm-hmm. drawings of breasts on it.
0: Hmm. Some long,
1: some short, some thick, some thin. You know, some pokey, some round. You know, and uh, it happens to be the the lone clean mug in the place I'm subletting. It was not a choice, though some have chosen to construe it as as one. I
0: mean, Jordan brought it from home, and um, he's just a little embarrassed that he just really couldn't travel without his boob mug. And I understand that. I understand how you would be, but you should just embrace who you are. Like, I, I, there's no shame here. We're all family on this year podcast. Well,
1: you know what? I'm proud of being um, attacked. So let's begin the podcast. Okay. Let's Begin the show. Okay.
0: Yeah. No. No. It's totally fine. Let's let's start the show. I'll I'll intro us in. How about that? Are you? I'll, I'll do that. That's good. That's good. Okay. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore Podcast, a podcast where we chat about the seemingly random things large groups of Black people go up for. I'm your co host, Sequoia. And I'm Jordan. And today we are chatting about, I don't even know how to put this. I don't know how to put it. White Negresses is what I have written down. White Negresses. What's another way? Blue Eyed Soul Singers?
1: No. Blue Eyed Soul Singers, Gwen Stefani. And Gwen Stefani. I feel like we, the, the the main category is Gwen Stefani and then the sub, and then we'll fill it, we're filling out the, that's the name of the, that's the name of the species, the Gwen Stefanis, Gwenis Stefanicus, and we'll okay. be filling it out. But yeah, the Gwen Stefanicus the and then the rest.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the black non blacks that the blacks love, um, like oh. your, your, I'm not gonna call Gwen Stefani, Gwen your highness. It just doesn't, it's not,
1: it's not ringing off the tongue for me. This is, This is a complicated episode because I feel like, What we're really going to be talking about is people who weasel their way behind the um, the barrier, so to speak. Now hold on, I'm feeling a little attacked. I'm feeling a little attacked
0: based on my favorite. I'm feeling a little attacked.
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. And and I'm I'm not gonna stand on the here on this mighty podcast and pretend like you know I don't have uh, some faves who you know have who haven't who haven't engaged in this sort of activity. But you know, like we're just we're just we're gonna get into it. We're gonna kind of try to piece apart what is our what is the attraction to this sort of thing you know what okay period so more of a an observation well we'll see
0: when we get to my list of um you know the the white that I've picked out we'll see if you stand with that no attacks here but first I have in my defense my in my defense this week is um Hmm. inspired by a tweet that I saw that has now been turned into Instagram posts and multiple things. The Negroes are, are mad at this one. The Negroes are mad at this one. Mm-hmm. The tweet says something along the lines of, I really want baked mac and cheese to release the hold it has on my people. The mm-hmm. tweet came from a black. Okay. Now, I don't have a problem with baked mac and cheese. I love baked mac and cheese, in fact. Only if it's my mom's soap. Cause okay. I don't like cheese like that. And so my mom makes it in a way that I don't mind the cheese. Anyways, I don't have a problem with baked mac and cheese, but in my defense, stovetop mac and cheese really hits. There's nothing mm. wrong with the stovetop mac and cheese. A little easy mac perhaps, a little microwaved mac, a little crafts mac and cheese with the with the with the packet that you put. I don't have. A, I'm not seeing a problem. I'm. I'm. I'm just failing to see the problem, but I seem to be one of few Negroes that feel that way. Jordan. Jordan's agreeing. He's snapping an agreement here. Y'all can't see him, but he's snapping an agreement. Jordan is also team stovetop Mac
1: G's. You know, we'll team both realistically, but no problem with with team stovetop. Look, I'm a. I'm functionally, my cousin and I grew up as latchkey kids, right? We had we're, we we were kids whose parents were always working. Right, and um, we got left uh, often at my one cousin Tamron's house with uh, my my aunt, my auntie Navid my auntie uh, Valerie, who was kind of like she she lived at Tamron's house, and you know she she couldn't see very well, but she like kind of took care of us. And we and the only thing in the crib for us to eat would be like mac and cheese or whatever, you know, things that we'd make on the stove like that ramen noodles. And so I have had my fair share of mac stove top mac and cheese, yes. and honestly, it wasn't because um, as we we've established the West Indian la black divide on this podcast slash yeah. so southern black divide i wasn't until i started going to like other black people's houses that i i realized that people bake mac and cheese because that's mm-hmm. not a thing that jamaicans really do like that okay 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 we don't really because mac and cheese is more of an american thing and so we don't really yeah. do that and so i didn't know that it was like it was supposed to be baked until i was like going to other people's houses and like oh wow this is delicious right. um but uh <laughs> but i thought because i i'd only really had the like the craft the mac and cheese thing, yeah. So I'm with you on
0: this. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I love when we align on the, in my Mm -hmm. defenses because I just feel on the important issues, you know, you have to be aligned on important issues in order to sustain a friendship. It can't be like some, you know, fuck baked mac and cheese, you know, fuck stovetop mac and cheese shit. And I can't be friends with you like that. You know what I mean?
1: No, come on. Fundamentally, this show is about building a coalition, you know, a black coalition. Right.
0: African Black Coalition, ABC. We love that. Exactly.
1: Okay, in my defense this week, I'm gonna go ahead and defend the thing that we're all thinking about and that we can't stop constantly thinking about. That is where's my end of my defense? I was gonna try to make one up.
0: (laughs) You were trying to you were trying to talk your way into getting something out and it just didn't come. It didn't Not come me for you. me getting caught in the act. Yeah, you got caught in the, caught act. In the
1: act. You thought she was about to be able to pull one out. You, you, you couldn't. Oh, wow! I was really churning of the gears. I'm like, my, I need a, I need a breather. That was, that hurt. Um, <laughs> in my defense, okay. In my defense, hybrid cars. Okay. I know, I know the Larry, the Larry David of it all, the you know the the tiny silent golf cart of it all. I know. The goofiness of it all. Yeah. And I also know, you know, the environmental consciousness of it all. You know, I've heard both sides, but I'm here to stake my personal claim to the Prius I've been driving once since I've been here in LA for the last two weeks is that the gas, it's a beautiful thing. Impeccable. I filled it up like once in the last two weeks and that thing just keeps on moving keeps on giving the gift that keeps on giving i was so used to like uh, being in um, conventional gas combustion engine cars you know <laughs> right and and those things like eat gas those things are like like mm, seconds like like they're like you know <laughs> please please more may i have some more this humble handsome beautiful you know car only takes what it needs, you know, and just keeps on giving, just a giver. So, you know, obviously, like, I'm not even gonna make the environmental claim on this, because I don't, because I'll be honest, I don't, I don't actually care that much <laughs> as, as much <laughs> as I should. But the, I will make, I will make the, the argument for like my pockets and what is done for my bank account, With the, uh what my, my Prius driving God has done for me. My, my Prius driving God. Yeah. And so I, I, I can only stand
0: period. I definitely feel that. That was a good one that you pulled out. That was a good one that you pulled out.
1: We're we're professionals. We're professionals on this podcast. Okay. (laughs) Sunken City or not Sunken City,
0: Second City. Yeah. 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 I feel that. Okay. On this episode, I also want to talk about songs, a song, just, just a song, just a song, you know, that, that you're feeling as Negroes that you feel like really aligns with you as a person that's not by a Negro. Do you have
1: any songs, Jordan? That you're feeling? That's what I thought about this, and uh, the top t- two come out come to mind as far as like uh, you can't you can't have any conversation about blue eyed soul or white negresses without white negroes without talking about the one and only Michael McDonald himself, right? Of course, Mike McDonald. For those who know, was the lead singer of the uh, the '70s funk R and B group The Doobie Brothers he had a successful solo career after that but he had a song on the doobie brothers but it was called minute by minute that i love goes in that song yeah i don't we don't own the rights to that song so i'm, no. I'm not, and i'm not going to hum it but everybody knows what what a fool believes he was like
0: he said he's not going to hum it, it. <laughs> that's the other song and then proceeded to
1: um give us a trumpet version of a different song but um yeah minute by minute <laughs> It's so good. It's a song that directly follows what a fool believes on their album minute by minute. So you was listening to the full album. Sequoia. Cool, you know, I had, I had my quarantine moment where I got That's a stereo. Crazy. I got a turntable. I did I got that. some records, you know. Yeah. And one of them was Minute by Minute by the Doobie Brothers. And it's very good. Actually, the songs that I like, I think like all the songs I like are the ones that Michael McDonald sings. I thing I didn't know about the Doobie Brothers, so I got this album, was that he doesn't sing in all the songs. And there's another oh. guy who sings, and his voice is to me, significantly less compelling. And so I like I'd be have to like skip those ones. But minute, minute by minute, Matt McDonald is singing and the boy the boy is singing. The boy is singing. Okay. They just find a, a groove. His little uh, I don't have the words for it, but like I suggest go go listen to it. That's all I'll say. Go listen to Minute by Minute by the Diddy Brothers.
0: Hi, I'm Kate Casey, an unscripted TV expert. Three times a week, I interview the talent directors, producers, and hosts of television's most popular reality shows, docu-series, and documentaries. I get all the -the behind-the-scenes stories. Okay. Okay. I will. I've never heard that, but I will definitely give it a listen. Since okay, let's stay on the let's stay on the train of the white men's mm-hmm. who who give it how they need to give it. I have for for the for one song that I really like. I have "I Don't Want to Be" by Gavin DeGraw. Do you know that
1: song? Whoa! <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to I don't want to Wow! <laughs> oh my god! The way that melody just shot out of my spine. It's so good. Like,
0: I don't know what... Gavin DeGraw was really pouring his heart out. Like, he was coming... He did not want to be Mm. anything other than what he's been trying to be lately, and that's on period. Okay?
1: Okay. Look at that little trucker hat he used to wear. Oh, my God. It was so bad. He he had multiple hats that were bad. He had that thing that kind of crossed over into what Eminem was doing, that weird little, like, fidel castro like khaki <laughs> hat you know what i'm talking about
0: no oh oh wait was it kind of it looked like an artist hat
1: but like we had a little yeah. rim on it, it looked, artist hat of some kind some kind of artist for sure um <laughs> no yeah no but anyway and he, he was also a fedora He was also a, a fedora offender he was a fedora guy i definitely remember him being a fedora
0: offender I was right, him and Ryan Cabrera. I don't know if you remember oh Ryan Cabrera when he was around. He was
1: out around the same time. Yes, of course I remember Ryan Cabrera. They I was talking about Ryan Cabrera. stayed with other the day. fucking fedora. Why were you talking about Ryan Cabrera the other, door, the other day? How did he come up? Because <laughs> my girlfriend was playing Hillary Duff song. She she she, she stands Hilary Duff. Gang, gang. Yeah, okay. <laughs> remember a yeah. La Familia in the building. Yeah. And what about it? <laughs> That reminded me of uh, the Ryan Cabrera song because he was of that same moment, that same sort of like white Southern California thing that was happening.
0: And what's funny is okay, this is a tangent. The Hills is a television show. You know, you know, The Hills, okay? They had a reboot in 2020. Um, and I think they filmed it in 2019. And Adrina Patridge is that her? Is that her last name? Adrena, y'all know yeah, who the fuck I'm yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. doing. She hair was dating right. The dark hair, not you. Actually, knowing the people, I love that you have a sister. Your sister <laughs> raised you, right? I love that. It is my favorite. Okay, she was dating Ryan Cabrera in the reboot, and I was like, why is he? Or maybe she was dating him. Maybe he wasn't in the reboot. She was dating him at some point in the Hills history. It might have been actually in like the later episodes of the old season. It was it was one of them, either in the reboot or whatever. So Ryan Cabrera, I guess he's in, in the zeitgeist since you were just talking about him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's around and
1: he's around. He's that's doing just, his thing. You know, Ryan's doing his thing. So Gavin DeGraw was one of your your picks.
0: Yes, uh, no. So Gavin DeGraw was just a song that I like okay, I have a whole list of white singers that I feel like black people love just in general. Should I give my list or should should I wait for it? Yeah, let's just jump right into it. I'm I'm curious. Okay, I'm gonna hear, I'm gonna let's hear just jump you. right you into it. Me. So so white singers that black people love. I'm gonna start out hot. Okay, I'm coming out the gate hot. One Miss Ariana Grande. Okay, one Miss Ariana Grande. Black people love Ariana Grande. Black people love Ariana Grande, which can be you could tell by her black. Fan group are called Mocha Grandes, like the star, that, like a Starbucks drink. You know what I mean? That's, They're that's called Mocha Grandes. Yes. Her <laughs> Black fans are called Mocha Grande. I am a Mocha Grande. Okay. And then one Miss Patty LaBelle called her a white Black girl. Let's not forget Miss Patty LaBelle in real life. Patty said that? Patty LaBelle said Ariana Grande is a white Black girl to Ariana Grande on stage. I don't remember what the event was, but Patty wow. LaBelle did. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what y'all going to do? Are you a Miss Patty? No.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. So thank you for, for one, putting me on, onto this, the game that is Patty LaBelle calling Ariana Grande a white, black girl. I think we should backtrack and like introduce this concept a little bit. So like, Sequoia and I have been thinking about this last week, the idea of, we've, we've struggled to come up with a better term than a white negress, right? Like, and I think this is like a trope. That goes a long, long way back, you know, like before black people were allowed to be shown on TV and film and all that things they had sometimes who would either literally be in blackface or like white people who would just like gave a little black, enough black, you know, signifiers for the, for to, to get that excitement, you know, like, just and, and w- without having to have the actual presence of a black person, this phenomenon has, has mutated to its current form. And in the last form it's been in the last like fifty years in pop culture of like performers who have a jene say quoi jene say nig about them <laughs>
0: a jene yes. je yes. je yes. say nig yes Jenny say nig
1: yes jene say nig say nig about them <laughs> that um that it just it just it just smells it just smells it 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 gives it's no coincidence right a lot of these traditions that these work these uh, artists are working in are traditions that the the techniques the style, the like, you know, the flavor has been pioneered by Black people, you know, and they're just doing a dutiful rendition. And, there's some, and in, in the best case, they bring their own little, their own little flair to it. But um, mm-hmm. they're doing a dutiful rendition of things that Black people have helped pioneer. And then we are left with like some of these artists who like, you know, are white, but like, you know, uh, have a uh, Janicee Nig about them. that A Janicee Nig, yeah. Nigg, they, yeah. That, that makes them compelling. Right and and Ariana Grande is I think a great example, like you said. Ariana
0: Grande, you know, um, she is a a phenomenal example. The Mocha Grande stand, Patty Labelle stands. The talent is undeniable. I don't know what to tell you. So are you are you Miss Patty or not? So if Miss Patty says she's a white black girl, then she's a white black girl. Mm. We canceling Miss Patty? No, that's
1: wild that she said that. (laughs) But you know what she's saying, right? Because Ariana Grande sings with that melismatic. You know, run, run, not heavy. <laughs> no, but it's not not melanistic, not melanistic. <laughs> melanistic. <laughs> We're not talking melanistic. We're talking about melismatic, melisma. Right. The, you know, the technical mm-hmm. vocal term for like yep. putting a, a bunch of runs. notes into the yeah for runs. And she does that melismatic thing. She does like her. She has a very specific kind of Whitney Houston indebted delivery. Yeah. You know. That like is is she but she does it well and it's like convincing and it doesn't feel like it's put on it feels like this is a person who is who is like skilled in doing the thing that they're doing um so when I hear Patty Miss Patty say that I hear what she's saying you know I hear I hear that I hear saying
0: like, like I understand where where Miss
1: Patty's coming from hmm
0: it makes yeah sense. that's really
1: interesting um who are some other ones that you were thinking of
0: I have Tina Marie. Oh, you stole mine! Because, like, have you
1: ever heard Squarebiz? I'm
0: talking square, square
1: it That's uh, Sequoia. Another one I own physically. Um, another record. Of course, you do. Really. Oh sure. my gosh, I meant to pull up the uh the notes on this. So I was googling. I was googling like white nigresses and, and um and Tina Marie. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, and there's like academic articles that like are written about or black signifying. Um mm. I don't have a JSTOR account. If you guys have a JSTOR account, please email uh, DTLP Pod. You guys, you know? please, I need the login for I, I need like the login. Reasons. You know so okay. we can like, you know, get get scholarly, we can get academic in here, but um God. but basically, you know, there's a lot there's been some written about Tina Marie and like, you know, this weird space occupied. And for those who don't know, Tina Marie, 70s singer, white lady from California who married um famously Rick James, the, you know, 70s 80s <laughs> R&B singer, funk singer, um, mm-hmm. and was notably one of the most popular art, white artists ever on Motown, Tina Marie. Is that right? That's true. Yeah, she's one of the most successful white artists on Motown. Mm. And she had a, her hit single, Square Business. And I have that record. And on it, I can't, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to find it right now. But there's a little note that she has on the, on the outside. And again, Miss Tina Marie married with James, you know, famous black singer. Um, That's and she wild put, too. She, she writes this weird little poem and she was like, "Honestly, like, you know, I've been called all sorts of things throughout my life. You know, like I've always stuck out. I've been called nigger lover, this nigger lover, that." I. That's a quote. I a direct. That's a direct quote. You they they no. printed those. They printed those and they sold them in stores. No. Um, no. And so she was like doing this like white victimization thing of like I like black people. You know, she's doing a special. No,
0: you No, know? not Tina.
1: But you know, we separate. We can separate the person from the art that they produce and square business. And
0: R.I.P. And R.I.P. Tina. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, R.I.P.
1: Tina. She she might have been able to come along and, and, and fix it had she you know lived. Right, and you know, I don't know what what else she, she did in the rest of her life. You know, this was that was in 1981. Maybe she maybe she renounced it later in her life. I don't know. What I do know is that you're exactly correct in thinking that square business is a bopper because that song does go go it's all the bopper. way
0: up I, I, it's a boppington i love that one it's phenomenal she also had this one song i don't remember the, i don't remember what it's called but it had like this real it started off so strong i think it's called stir it up mm. i'm not sure if that's what it's called but it was on like a later album it came out in like early 2000s wonderful Oh hey, wow! Wonderful. She was still giving it up and. Yes, yeah, she was like my mom had that full album. I think I know that full album. Oh my <laughs> god!
1: And her, her and Rick James have that duet, "Fire and Desire." And I remember they performed it at some <gasps> award show in oh the early my
0: God. <laughs> I
1: forgot. They were they were up on each other. Ew! Wait,
0: they were up on each
1: other. That's disgusting. I don't need that. I don't need that at all. Yeah, they have wow. fire and desire. That that is a classic. My dad uh, is great bumping that in the house it's
0: great yeah wow Ugh. wow now I feel old I feel like now I feel like I'm about to say they just don't make music like they used to but I mean mm. I, don't <laughs> I don't know what to tell you I don't know to tell you I'm old Massacre is have... millennial jumping out stop it don't say that to me again I, <laughs> <laughs> I identify as zillennial, sir. Oh my God! So many, okay. Don't don't try to take this from me. Zolini. Do you have anybody that you want to jump in for? I finish off. I have a list. I can
1: rattle them if you you let me know. Okay, so you stole one of mine. Tina Marie was definitely one I had. Uh-huh. Um, another one I wanted to mention, just like kind of anecdotally, not for their music or whatever, but um, I was thinking about this thing. You know, I was thinking about this topic, and it made reminded me of this James Baldwin book that I read couple of years ago that is uh, called um the devil finds work and it's about it's about film it's about him and his life his relationship to film mm-hmm. he writes about the earliest movies he saw he talks about and there's one passage where he talks about being um growing up growing up in in his house in the bronx and his dad he had abusive father and his dad will always call him ugly which like we've all seen james baldwin he is a little ugly um so but uh, <laughs> i'm done <laughs> i'm
0: done turn the podcast off cut it <laughs>
1: but but his dad his dad wasn't saying it in a way that you know his dad was saying it in a kind of a racist you know self-hating way you know like you're yeah. ugly you look you know got big eyes blah 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 um right. and jade baldwin you know was like as a little boy he didn't know what to do with that you know and then he saw um the actor betty davis who was a 30s black and white film actor and he was like oh wow she looks like me and if you look up this woman betty davis b-e-t-t-e she's a white actor from the 30s but she has big old eyes oh, um and kind of full yeah. and she, you know she kind of has like i wouldn't say she has certainly black features but she just looks she's an odd looking white lady i definitely see how you get there yeah yeah and and it was like this weird thing where it's like uh he was like i was the first time i felt like i saw some semblance of representation of myself on screen a little bit and this That's lady so um, sad to me yeah i know because it's like the 30s um in the 40s and uh but i think it was also something about her her like um her swagger, her swagger you, you know how right. we want to put it mm-hmm. um that like also lent itself to like him feeling this way but um i just wanted to mention that cuz that's what, when you asked me to think about this i was thinking uh, that that came to mind but another one that that it, uh, that came to mind recently cuz i've been thinking a lot about the beatles is paul mccartney paul mccartney is a a classic white yeah. negro they came up doing um like doing like <laughs> doing like chuck berry covers and like little richard covers like that's like the foundation of the beatles like their their whole their whole foundation was like racial mimicry and like of course the beatles like went on to be very prolific you know and and pioneering artists in their own right and did all this you know made all these cool songs that we love and know but like there was recent recent profile paul mccartney new yorker and like you just you hear the way he talk and like there's a show on hulu too with him and rick rubin talking and i watched a little bit of it and you can—it's clear that like he, like you know, was somebody who like breathed in, really like ate up black music in the '50s, and like internalized it, and metabolized it, and turned it into something of his own. But like mm-hmm. the stuff that he's doing is very much rooted in black music. Like he even mm-hmm. talks about his um, bass playing style—he he picked up from James Brown's bassist. Wow. The world loves Paul McCartney. Yes, and his some some of his work is like you know some of the most cited pop music and the last, like, however many years. A hundred
0: percent. Black people do like Paul McCarty. My mom, my, my 58-year-old black, very black mother,
1: likes Paul McCarty a lot. Right, because he's, he's doing some things that, you know, that he he picked up from grandpappies. Right, from the traditional faves. Right, and, uh, and I think I think it's no reason, it's no surprise why his his sort of thing has some crossover appeal. It clearly does. Speaking of crossover appeal, I want to talk about someone who is married to a
0: country artist who just gives me racist. Blake Shelton gives me racist. Okay. Um, I've been watching The Voice because Ariana Grande is on this season and Blake Shelton is on it. And this has made me like him a lot more. But at first I was starting to look at Gwen Stefani a little sideways for marrying Blake Mm. Shelton. I was like, why, why are you married to him? Because you were one of our faves, The blacks love Gwen Stefani. You were one of our phase, and then you married Blake. But it made sense also because she's from Orange County.
1: (laughs) Right. She really came in, raided the house, betrayed our trust, I feel like, with Gwen Stefani. You know? That's what she did. We didn't welcome her in with open arms. She just showed up one day and we're like, whoa, you're kind of cool. We don't mind you. Right. You know, you're doing your little thing. You do your little thing. Okay. Your little, your little bleached. and we, we we don't mind you it. You little
0: bleach, your, your heat-damaged hair. Come on, Gwen.
1: Well, right, you gave us a couple of songs. You worked with Pharrell. You know, you did your thing. Mm. And then for her to, to turn around, renounce all of that, and, like, return to her Orange County roots in the way that she did is a little shocking to me. I felt, I felt destabilized by it. I, I, I
0: you know, it was a little bit... Jarring, You know, it did yeah. shake me up a little bit. But, but now that I understand Blake better, I, I get it. But Miss Stefani has uh-huh. just made good music over the course of her career. Sure, she culturally appropriates. But if you're going to, that's how you do it. I'm looking at you, Miley Cyrus. If you're going <laughs> to culturally appropriate, that's how the fuck you do it. Okay? okay. If I If I'm going to hate that you're doing it, make me, like, really hate it because I really like your stuff so much. You know what I mean? Make me be like, well... Well, let me tell you something. I'm still gonna listen. What's a Gwen Fave of yours? Hmm. Um, okay. Okay. A Gwen Fave of mine actually doesn't culturally appropriate in the song or video it's cool by Gwen stefani i love that song so much so good it's so good it just it sounds so nostalgic in the video she's like on this bike with like this retro outfit on like a little dress and her hair she just it's so good i love that song or luxurious obviously Mm -hmm. um and that one, one was is cultural appropriation, you know. Yes, that's the one. Thug. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's the one where she's doing the most with the cultural yes. appropriation. Miss Mam was doing
1: every culture she could get her hands on in that fucking video. Well, yeah, that was the thing about her too. She was like, it wasn't just black stuff. She was taking from everything, like Indian stuff,
0: everywhere. Everywhere. Latino stuff. She was a chola in that video. She was doing oh everything. Oh my
1: gosh. She was doing she was doing so much racial uh Cosplay it was like a cosplay show. Really it was cosplay,
0: show. it really was, and I was here for
1: the show. I love that variety show. That <laughs> yeah, we were clapping. We bought show. our tickets. <laughs> we really bought Dead our tickets. Ass.
0: Every Black person loves Gwen Stefani. I remember when "Holla" bad girl came out. Also, if you really look at that song, you like now Gwen.
1: Okay, what was this now though? <laughs> now Gwen.
0: <laughs> now Gwen. <laughs> what the fuck was this? <laughs>
1: Not at the not at the like the racial interrogation.
0: <laughs> right. In, in retrospect, no, not Gendolin,
1: in you're gonna have to answer. What did you mean by ain't no holla back girl? What it Please.
0: Uh, define a holla back girl, Gwen, because I don't know what the fuck it girl. is. I
1: need you to define it, please, quickly. In your words.
0: In your words. What would you say you were getting at? Mm, right. Huh. You said this shit is bananas, B A N A N A S. Are you calling us monkeys, Gwen? <laughs> 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 I just like to know if that's what you're yeah, alluding to. Yeah, Gwen. No, Gwen. Gwen, that's really, really interesting fruit to choose. That was a really interesting fruit to choose on a song where you rapping, damn near okay. You're
1: rapping, Gwen. What's, hmm. what's that about? Hmm. Yeah, no, she really was stomping on that line, and, uh, <laughs> and but we we were we were here for it. It was a different was time here. I loved it. I loved it. I ate that shit up. I remember fourth grade. I remember starting fourth grade, and that song had come out that summer. And like, we couldn't stop singing that in my class. I remember everybody singing that. Yeah. B A beat bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-N. And I think about everybody was looking at me when they were saying that. What's up with that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was looking. (laughs) Yeah. yeah,
0: Exactly. That's what she intended. She wanted them to look at you.
1: That's what it was. Guys. Guys who were listening. Everybody listening, that's that's not true. I was not racially aggressed in fourth grade. That is not true. (laughs)
0: don't say that just because your fourth grade friends listening you're trying to get them off the hook it's okay it's okay it's okay but yeah Gwendolyn. oh you gonna give names no i'm uh-huh. gonna give names no we're not giving okay names. We're all right okay, okay. well yeah okay. miss Gwen bony uh, is a great one yeah, yeah, one is a yeah, great yeah. One. she might be the i won't say she's the original but she was like the first really cool white girl for my generation, like a very cool, like she was just so fucking cool. There was nothing you could do with that. Like she was just really cool. She was like, uh, she was like the anti Britney Spears. Obviously, Britney, well, she came first, Gwen, I think. Um, but yeah, she was like Gwen the anti Britney Spears. Say
1: more. What do you mean anti Britney Spears?
0: She was like full opposite. Britney was like this, like very poppy, like cute, um, Young, but still kind of sexy, like, you know, she was Mm -hmm. like hitting all of these tropes that are very standard and Gwendolyn was subverting. Also, I don't think her name is Gwendolyn. I think her name is Gwyneth, but I'm going to call her Gwendolyn because I prefer that name. She <laughs> was subverting all these shows. She was running around with this mad bleached hair in electric chairs, uh, screaming at the camera with jumpsuits on. It, it You know, she was giving yeah, a she show. she was a punk girl.
1: She was doing punk girl, you know. She was it a was punk really... girl.
0: And I stand. You know, she she wasn't going with none of that pop shit. She she yeah. said, I'm a real rap bitch. She said, no, pop shit. That's a Megan Thee Stallion line, by the way. So
1: Gwen, mm-hmm. Gwen is the first mm-hmm. person that said that. And she was thinking about when Meg was that she was thinking about Gwen. You know what I mean? yeah there was another one I had in mind. I can't think of who else Tina Marie for sure yep definitely Tina miss Tina. maybe it'll come to me, maybe it won't
0: okay i'll I'll move us along until it comes yeah, to you. please please move us along. so now I have my first man to enter into the picture, okay that is Robin thick and who mhm, Robin thick. Married a black woman and then he felt so embedded in be- black culture that he co opted the black men don't cheat movement by
1: cheating, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't appreciate this. Uh, you don't like, like the making. slander,
0: you're saying you're saying you don't like the slander. What, what do you mean? Making.
1: It feels a little, it's a little slippery, you know. And it feels a what little, what do you
0: mean? Like, uh, you, I'm just saying black men don't cheat, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah and then you're gonna you're gonna then you're gonna say that we the black men do cheat and you know i don't just some what, you know what what robin thick chooses to do is <laughs> not
0: representative of all Negroes is what you're saying yeah
1: yes exactly okay no robin Thick is such a good one uh, i tell this story often i had a deep connection with that the evolution of robin thick album because <laughs> my dad in 2006 was dating this woman who got it? Got him it for his birthday. I want to say her name mm-hmm. was Loris. Shout out Loris. Great taste in music. Loris. And that album just just took me. There's there's shooter with Lil Wayne is on that album. You know that song? No, I don't think I know any. I don't know the album. Do the knowledge, Sequoia. This is a, this is. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, then do it. Okay. For Lil Wayne's on the album uh, "Wanna Love You Girl," the the Neptune's produced song.
0: Oh my god, phenomenal! Ten out of ten.
1: Lost without you, of course. Wonderful. Oh my god, that album is is like top front to back. You know, a a slaps. You know, and he really <sighs> put his foot in that thing. You know, the child of a of a TV star. You know, he he had the, the chips were stacked against him. I don't know what Allen Thick was doing that his 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 son.
0: Now who is Alan Thick? Tell me.
1: That's, who, that's who, his father. His father was um the dad on Step uh what is Alan Thick. Which show was it? <laughs> what is Alan Thick? Uh it, that show, what is it called? Um uh, Growing Pains. Growing Pains. My name is Tom Buck, and this is The Enthusiasm Project. Join me each week for deep dives exploring the world of what it means to be an independent creator on YouTube, starting your own creative business, and keeping a positive, enthusiastic mindset along the way. New episodes of The Enthusiasm Project are available every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Oh, like a... Hmm, let me see. Alan...
1: It was an ABC sitcom. Canadian. Oh, he's Canadian. hmm Oh. Growing Pains used to be on TV. It was like a sitcom. that I think I saw reruns when I was growing up.
0: Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know nothing about Growing
1: Pains. But. That's his daddy. I didn't know that he came from somebody. I didn't know that he was. Oh, hmm. yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. He's an L.A. kid, you know. And I don't know what, whether he just started hanging out on Slauson or what, but. <laughs> But he found. He found something. You know? He found something. He picked up on something.
0: He hit his niche. My man's was going. Yeah, no, Robert yeah. Thicke. yeah, he he has he has a
1: talent. But then he went and stole from black people with um with his date rape song. Um <gasps> I
0: forgot about that. Everybody get up. What
1: the fuck is that? Blurred lines. Blurred lines. I know you want it.
0: Oh yeah, he stole from um
1: Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Got yeah. to give it up. Yeah. And Pharrell, an accessory in that crime. Pharrell's been an accessory in a lot of crime. Pharrell's got a lot of goodwill for somebody, you know, who's been I swear to God. I who's swear been doing to God. some shady stuff for a while. I'm telling you. And Pharrell, don't send the Illuminati at me. Like I, I you know, all respect, all respect to the skincare. All respect to the skincare to your your poreless, beautiful face. You but, know um, well, you know, he he's, he's been he's he's had his run ins and he's he's managed to keep the 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 goodwill high. I remember the one I wanted to talk about um as Go well. Go for it. Another one of the, of the early 2000s, mid 2000s that we cannot forget, which you probably have a hive on your list is Amy Winehouse. Oh, oh, she you know she was she was next on the list. You know <laughs> she was next on the list. You know Miss, Amy Miss was next Amy. on the list. Well, yeah. There's no there's no reason for a Tiny British Jewish girl from London to be I singing the Jewish... way that that woman sings. Mm, I'm you know the way you. that woman sang was something else. We we were just listening to on House over here the other day, and like, and they didn't they didn't shy away from the like the black of it all. You know, like they gave her a little beehive. They put her on some Motown sounding, you know, backing production. And they wanted, and they were, cause her voice just sounded that way, you know, like it was really convincing. And I, I feel like she's one of the people where like the sheer talent and the, the, the songs she were making just like forced people to be like, yeah, she can, she can hang. She's invited.
0: There was nothing you could say. Once you heard the voice, you were like, oh, I mean, what am I supposed to do about that? Like, <laughs> that's what it is. It's
1: yeah. wonderful. That's yeah. Yeah. What, what a, what a gift.
0: What a gift. She is tiny, or she was tiny. Amy Winehouse was tiny as fuck with the lungs of
1: life. Yeah, with that big old voice.
0: Like, how did it feel like, that felt like some reincarnation shit. I feel like Amy Winehouse's existence is probably the strongest case for reincarnation because she was definitely a Black woman. In the past life? 100%. Oh, she was oh definitely gosh. a Black woman.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I can agree with that. I don't know. I don't okay. know... Uh... That's fine. And how reincarnation works, yeah, I don't you're gonna leave can it at that. Either. Yeah, I'm yeah, no, that. that's that's
0: that's totally fine.
1: That is totally fine. I'll move
0: us along then, unless you have something else you want to say about Miss Amy. No, go ahead. Let's let's keep, okay. Let's keep it. Okay. I have I have three more. Um, mm, I'll go. I'm gonna skip the one that I had initially because I feel like he can move down the list a little bit. John B. John B. I'm still not convinced that this is not a black person. Even upon looking at him, I'm like,
1: stop it. <laughs> John. Um, Jonathan um, B. I
0: don't know. My man was giving, well, he was giving early blackface if you ask me, because I'm looking at him like, yeah, okay. If you told me this man was half black, I believe it.
1: I mean, I, I imagine John B. in the nineties would take that as the highest compliment. I think he, I'm sure he was, uh, he was, Cutting his facial hair that way for a reason, you know. <laughs> he was he was getting that hair lined up that way for a reason. The lineup was sharp, my man's Lineup was sharp. He was taking all those black and white photos for a reason, you know. For what a I'm reason, saying? right? <laughs> he didn't want to come across too pasty. He said, okay, yeah, fine. yeah. He's like, they can't tell what I look like if it's in black <laughs> and white, and I couldn't, and I could not. Yeah, and so no, he's he's a, a great one. I I was recently made aware of this John B song that um. The Umma produced, which is um uh Jay Dilla and uh what's his name? Q Q Tip. They mm. produces a-, a John B song called Cool Relax. You wanna talk mm. about smooth RB? You wanna talk about mm. a song that, okay. that smells like jacquard Noir? You wanna talk about a song that feels like <laughs> a leather interior and the, yes. the, the like the, the Mercedes coupe you know, going okay. 70 on the highway.
0: Okay. That is that
1: song, that song makes me feel like like I'm like I'm on a I'm on a episode of Girlfriends, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's the vibe. This song this song is so sensual and good and and it feels like like, you know, the scene in like the, the black rom com, the late nineties rom com where they like she finally gets close with the man that she's been like, you know, thinking about and like yes. they're like they're dancing together, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um that song is so good and so it's so sensual. Um and Yeah, that's a John B song and it's made by a full 100% cockazoid. A cockazoid, a cock.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. Stop yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> John B really is so special. Like, he's so good. Don't talk, baby, just do it with me. Take a sip. Like, he was really. I had no idea that that was a white person. I'm not even going to exaggerate until probably my sophomore or junior year of college. Probably like I was like 20 or maybe 19 or 20 when I figured out. I think it was when I first started like looking at the album covers because I was on streaming platforms. So, you know, I'm like Mm. really looking at album covers and stuff of music that I don't own the physical copy of. And I was like, is that a white that I'm looking at? On John V and it was a white. He and was like, lo, lo and behold.
1: Lo and behold, there there was a white. There he was. Um, Wikipedia tells me he's from Pasadena. Is that right? hmm That's what a Wikipedia native. Says. Okay.
0: Not mad about that. Okay. I love that for John. He's going to that Roscoe's a lot, I bet. That's where he picked it up. That's where he picked up the song. <laughs> yeah, he was at Roscoe's. He's at yeah. Roscoe's. Also, if we want to talk about a place that's overrated, it's Roscoe's Chicken and
1: Waffles, okay? What? Very, hard, very overrated. Why, what is this blasphemy? This is very overrated. Do you have a, uh, uh, do you have a, uh, maybe we can take this off air, but do you have, if you have any places that you think are better, you know, in a, you know, soul food spot that you like more, put me on
0: it's my mom's kitchen but you know that's neither uh, here nor there right right you know chicken waffles i'd have better chicken waffles from my mom every day of my <laughs> life true. damn near right, right, right anyways um okay past john b i have two more i have bobby caldwell that's obvious Who? Cool. bobby caldwell what you won't do
1: oh do for love oh my gosh yeah i did not know that that was
0: yeah i I did not know that 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 was a white person for a long time yeah right (laughs) yeah
1: you're shook
0: yeah no bobby caldwell
1: is truly phenomenal yes well he he looks like um like a like a disney character these old these old time photos of him he looks, he looks white it's like like, they did it him like, on a, purpose. like a Scandinavian way. It's kind of scary. A
0: Scandinavian Disney. Yeah, see, a little scary. Yeah, you would never expect that voice to come out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we call those great. And then my last one is Yeba. Have you heard of Yeba? Yes, she's
1: on the Drake album. She's on the Drake album. Yeba's Heartbreak. Uh huh. I was, yeah, I'm only recently uh, become aware of her. But right before the album, Drake Album, came out, my sister was telling me about her. And my friend, Natalie, is a great writer. She wrote a, a profile of her, a short profile of her for L magazine, I want to say. And it kind of got, she got got some heat on the internet because she, in this article, wasn't exactly comparing Yebo's voice to these people, but was likening the experience of hearing her voice for the first time mm-hmm. to the experience of hearing these other people's voice for the first time. And I think she mentioned Beyonce in the same breath as Yeba, and people got very upset with her like she was getting like all sorts of like responses. be like you need to take this down how dare you mention this woman in the same you breath as what? Beyonce I
0: think I saw that I think I do think I saw that on Twitter there was one day where I, I saw some no some, they, they were, some they were, they were article piling on they her. Were mad at. yeah I saw that it, it's getting dramatic Yeba has a great voice
1: like y'all Right. I know she wasn't saying it was the same thing, you know, she was saying right, was like, no.
0: Right. No, like
1: okay. Y'all are y'all are doing a lot, but you know. But uh, but you like Yabba's work. I have you listened to some Yabba? Some Yeba Yeah, you like? so
0: yes. Gary put me on to Yabba like before she was on Certified Lover Boy and I was like, I can't believe that this is a white person. Like I'm having a hard time understanding this is a white person. And then he showed me the music video, and I was like, "This is actually crazy! Like this, 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 this not making no sense to me." And no, yeah, Yaba is great. So that wraps up my list of white singers that Black people love. Maybe Black people don't love Yaba yet, but I think they're gonna get there.
1: I mean, Drake loves Yabba. Drake is blackish. Is he right? Blackish, right? <laughs> He's black like. Right. He's black adjacent.
0: Right. He He's he's off black. Yeah. I also have a very short list of white singers who wanted to be loved by hashtag the
1: blacks and missed. Oh, my gosh. I love this. I love this list. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> I just have this list four, got, four people is probably on here. Very long. This is going to be no, very long.
0: I it could be it could be mad long. Okay. So if you have anybody anecdotally that pops up for you, you feel free to share. I have a very short list that just, you know, I guess these aren't necessarily singers, artists in general. We have one, Iggy Azalea, obviously. She, oh my gosh. Iggy, Iggy Igloo had, Australia. Igloo Australia had the cosign of uh, a Clifford Tip Harris. Okay. <laughs> Who, who tried to put her on? T.I. tried to put her on. We still didn't give a fuck. Yes. We, we didn't want you. We didn't like it, actually, babe. Because when I heard Iggy, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, sure. She Her voice a little weird, but I was like, I guess, you know, this is how you sound. If you grew up, you know, in the South, found out that this nigga was from the southern part of the world sure.
1: South Perth. She's from right? the south of the world.
0: She's from South Earth, sure. Right. But, definitely not, but definitely not from fucking like, the South. I was like, oh this girl can go straight to hell.
1: She's from <laughs> South Brisbane is where she's from.
0: <laughs> right. Oh. right. I'm like girl, go to hell. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's one. A good one she tried it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second. she really did try it. she continues to try it do you see this do you see this yeah uh, she continues to try it what this this song she came out of a song where she's she's like wearing it's called like i don't even remember what it's called
0: yes she actually looks like a black she looks like a black yeah yeah yeah
1: she's doing brown face in it
0: right pure brown face um okay i have this next person fell from grace this this next person used to be in black people's good graces had a tumble from Black People's Good Graces, and just recently the tumble furthered. Okay. <laughs> so Justin Timberlake really started off in Black People's Great Graces, and then He snatched some shit off off, uh, Janet Jackson's titty on the Super Bowl. She got blacklisted. He didn't have shit to say about it. We let him get away with that shit for years. With that silence, we let him get away with that silence for years. And just recently, when Britney Spears, when he was getting dragged for how he treated Britney Spears, the Negroes co-opted that dragon and was like, also, let's talk to you about Janet. Also, let's talk to you about Janet because we're tired.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And my man was getting dragged for that. He has been casted out of the Negro kingdom. And, you know, now I guess he's white.
1: He left voluntarily. Yeah. He tried to, he put out into the, in Man of the Woods, where like he, his whole rebranding oh, yeah. was like Minnesota, like he was branding was like oh, white yeah. Minnesotan was the, was the whole. He was
0: rebranding like- as like Shia LaBeouf.
1: Yeah, he was repenting. Shia LaBeouf <laughs> and um, oh, uh, I mean, we want to talk about another uh, person who's been doing a weird blackface God. thing, Shia LaBeouf. But um, but yes, no, Justin Timberlake had the world in his hands. Sequoia, you're so right. Like he he had a successful the boy band thing. That first album, Justified, indisputably
0: like the, like magnificent. Like it's so good.
1: magnificent. One of the best works of the, the pop albums of the old 2000s like the the Neptune's production like that album is so good Senorita all those songs in there are so good um and like, then he went and he went and just like let his let himself trip over his own whiteness you know he just he just he just he, just, he couldn't help himself and and do you see did you see oh my gosh like I love that my favorite phenomenon on Twitter is uh when people drag up old people's old tweets from when like like 2010 when celebrities were just getting on Twitter and kind of mm. just saying whatever. You remember mm. this weird I I got on Twitter like kind of like right after this. I feel like. Yeah. But like there's a space where like people like famous people didn't understand that like they couldn't just say whatever. Right. Or like they it's before PR, the PR people got to Twitter and be like, "Hey, we need to regulate this." Right. And there's one where he's it's like from 2011 where he's wishing somebody a happy birthday. He says, "Happy birthday to my mother flipping neighbor or something like that instead mm. of saying motherfucking nigga he said mm. mother flipping neighbor mm. and it was like what <laughs> why did you mm. why would you, <laughs> you say happy mm. birthday and leave
0: <laughs> you could have just said ha- happy birthday would have sufficed like it is a perfectly fine <laughs> phrase happy birthday is just
1: fine no one's ever been mad at a happy birthday ever He said, happy birthday to blah, blah, blah. That's my motherfucking neighbor or something like that. (laughs) He really thought he was doing something that one too. Why would you tweet that? Um, Yeah, no, he's an idiot. Oh my God, Mm.
0: wait. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Wow, this is on my mind. That reminds me, because like, that's just so fucking unnecessary. It's wildly unnecessary. Why the fuck did you do it? This reminds me of this TikTok that I saw that said, what's the most unnecessary song lyric that you have ever heard? And the song lyric that they said was, ah. and on "Take Care," I don't even remember what song it was. Drake, at the end of one of the songs, at the as the outro, this nigga says, ah. "My wife first said you niggas crazy." I hope no one heard that. I hope no one heard that because if they did, we gonna be in some trouble, like Drake.
1: Marvin's room. Marvin's room.
0: Marvin's room. Drake.
1: Why would he? Why did you say that? For
0: what? for what
1: please what did that add to the song
0: what did it what did it add to the song one and two why didn't you say something Drizzy what? you heard it right <laughs> <Say something. laughs> you heard it right
1: and when we when we call Drake blackish this is what we mean this
0: is what we're referring to okay because Drake what the fuck was you on talking about my wife and said you niggas crazy I hope no one heard that nigga you heard it okay you give up your nigga privileges you can't stay the word no more give it back give it back you gave it to the white you gave it to him and they took it oh, from man. you give it back Okay. Ooh, okay. Next, on the whites that wanted to be loved by the Blacks, but missed Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg wow. when he was Marky
1: Mark. Oof. Yes.
0: There's a lot to unpack. With Mark Wahlberg, apparently my man's was really racist. Um, Was running Supp- around... Allegedly. Right. Allegedly was running around like...
1: Hate-criming people.
0: Hate-criming people? Attacking elderly Asian people and attacking young black children, like fourth graders. Really? Fourth graders. And so there's just like a lot to unpack with Marky Mark, but yeah, my man's decided once he was, he was uh, finished hate criming um, the POCs, he was going to go ahead and try to be loved by the blacks in order to get some, you know, have a redemption arc. We didn't want it. We didn't like it. He pivoted and became an actor. Very successful. Good for you. Finally, I have Jessie Nelson. Jessie Nelson from Little Mix. That's my last one. I don't know who that is. Okay, you do. She's been getting dragged all week. She is the girl from that band who Nicki Minaj has been defending. Talking about... So You really have not seen this.
1: Mm -mm. Who's this? Okay.
0: Nicki Minaj has been defending Jessie Nelson because her and Jessie Nelson made a song. Jessie Nelson is from a group called Little Mix, a British girl group band I think they're British they might be Australian but I want to say they're British um they are like a a product of like a show like the x factor or something you know they came together on some shit like that and Nikki and one of them went solo the one that has been doing blackface went solo the group you know she left the group Jesse Nelson and Jesse Nelson J-E-S-Y that's why you're having a hard time I'm looking at
1: photos of her she looks like Lil' Kim
0: (laughs) Right. So oh my Nicki Minaj gosh. made a song with her. The song also has P. Diddy in the music video and, and features and is like sampling a, a, a P. Diddy song. I don't remember what song. I can't oh, remember. I only listened to the song once. But <laughs> it sounded disgusting when you said, oh, interesting right now. But yeah, she she really thought that we was going to go up for that because she sampled a Diddy song and she got uh Onika Mirage on the shit. We didn't give a fuck. We didn't want it. We didn't want it you you can keep it. She been getting dragged all week. Nikki
1: been getting dragged all motherfucking dragged year. Specifically for the the black face of it? Yes. She
0: been getting dragged for the black face of it and just cuz the song is ass. Okay. In general.
1: The song of boys. boys with the with the Z. Yes, I see With the Z. Oh man, yeah. the cover is unfortunate too. She's doing some This is very like you think people are like smarter than this now. Like she's wearing like a ice cream sneakers, a be uh inexplicable beanie. Like a white, a white silver <laughs> lace front, no. like a, cu- a couple of those choker diamond encrusted chains. This is like a, this is like the type of blackface they they put on like a on like a sitcom when they're like, haha, you know what I mean? No, like, literally,
0: like it's over the top, like it's like too much. It's like
1: it's insane. It's absurd. Like Sorry. it's like
0: you're joking. Like you have to be being funny, but she's not being funny. She's being serious. And then you have Nicki Minaj going and defending her on live. Her and Jesse do a live, and uh-huh. Nicki is like. I don't I don't know what the problem is. I wear blonde hair and green contacts all the
1: time. I wear blonde hair down
0: to my ankles if I feel like it and green contacts all the
1: time.
0: As you know, Nikki
1: enabling
0: Mike Nicholas. Can you shut the fuck up just once? Just once. Please
1: be quiet. So Nikki Minaj is is an anti-raxxer and a blackface enabler. Amongst
0: other things that we don't necessarily have to bring up. Um, but yeah, she, she's been doing a lot of things lately. And this is just one of the plethora of tasteless things that Nicki Minaj has been uh, doing lately. So, yeah, that concludes my list of white singers who wanted to be loved by hashtag the Blacks and missed. I'm sure there are others. If y'all, you know, want to tell us what those others would be on your list, feel free to write in. Hit us up on social media, all that shit.
1: Mm hmm. Um, and I think that the Jesse Nelson one is a nice, convenient ending point because I feel like it, it serves as our Black people's hate for the week, you know? I agree. I, we, didn't, we didn't really have one, but I... I agree. I think we found black it. Black
0: people hate Jesse
1: Nelson. And Blackface. And Blackface. <laughs> and I think it's like a nice code to this episode, too, because I feel like the, the we were trying to get at how some of these previous artists were doing a thing that sat somewhere between... oh. There's a fire in your neighborhood. There's a fire in your building. There's a fire in your room right now. Sequoia, <laughs> <laughs>
0: for real, that shit was mad loud.
1: <laughs> Happy full moon in Aries. Anyways, yeah, yeah. No, I was, just, I was just saying, like, I feel like we were getting to how, like, how, like, a lot of these artists that we were talking about earlier in the episode, the work sat somewhere between like blackface, blatant blackface, and like an iteration on like a black thing. The line is 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 very blurred, and and the and it's all pretty gray, you know when what blackface is when you see it though, you know. And this Jesse, you do, you do. This Jesse Nelson thing is, uh, I, when you said she was a white person, I was confused because the first Google images, I was like, this is Little Kim's little no, sister. No,
0: literally, like if you look at the group when she was still in the group Little Mix, there are four of them. Only one of those girls is black, and I couldn't tell you which one it was. I
1: was like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i said okay oh my gosh it's, i see two blacks like where's the which one yeah which one? that's was so- <laughs> concerning
1: the uk is on a really weird wave right now from what i've seen you know i've I've got my glimpses of um like a geordie shore and like a love island content yes. and yes. it seems like this kim kardashian blackface super tan yes mixed fish thing happening oh
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: is like a kicking into overdrive over there in a way that i don't feel like i we at least the, those pop culture people seem to know a little bit better than they used to the kardashians you know are gonna keep from being the kardashians but i feel like other celebrities are kind of getting wise to like that's not that's not what that's you should be shit doing it's
0: not cute like that's not what you want to be known for the kardashians are like capitalizing off it but everybody else is like girl you're throwing your career away like you're mm-hmm. you're entering in it too late Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you can't you can't start this shit in 2021 you missed your little
1: window yeah (laughs) you
0: missed the little window you should start this shit seven years ago babe (laughs) meanwhile gwen savani's still eating off
1: that those bindi checks
0: And I'm the <laughs> one that's eating it up. Mm, I'm eating that shit clean ups. So, when Safani's yeah. still
1: eating off those holla back girl checks.
0: <laughs> the bendy checks and the holla back girl checks been feeding Miss yeah, Gwendolyn been, for her I, whole I, her life. Her, kid, her kids
1: going to private school off of that, you know. A hundred
0: percent. Her and Blake yeah. Shelton's uh conservative flag wearing kid definitely mm-hmm. what is that? Not right. conf- conservative Confederate flag wearing kid, definitely, you know, eating off that check.
1: The window closed and it's probably gonna stay shut hopefully forever. So uh hundred percent.
0: I hope so. I would love that for us. I would love nothing more for than for that window to go ahead mm-hmm. and remain right where it right. is. Um, but I think that's all that I had on my list for today. You know, the the white negresses and negroes that black people love,
1: they're abundant. I'm a billion I didn't miss. Hmm? Mm-hmm. We gave them a lot to chew on, you know what I'm saying? We did.
0: We gave him a lot of food. Digest that and come back. Digest that. let us know your thoughts.
1: Stream minute by minute by the Doobie (laughs) (laughs) brother.
0: Plug your shit, Jordan. Plug your shits, okay? (laughs) Okay, well, we need to... I really need to write an outro. I I finally wrote an intro. I don't have an outro. Leave them wanting more. You know what I'm saying? It's show business, baby. Just cut it. Just like cut it right here. Yeah, right here. Right. But no, okay. If y'all... Want to talk to us at all? Email us at blackpeopleloveparamore at gmail.com. Um, if you would like send to hear more. Send us your j login. Send us your j login. Like, actually, I need that. I need the j login. I also have... Yes, I'm not even going to talk about that. I need a J-store login really bad. Two, rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts, because we need you to do that. Um, would love that. I told y'all, somebody gave us four stars. Take that shit back. Um <laughs> <laughs> rate us five stars on our podcasts, let me be very specific and then if you want to talk to us on social media you can hit us up at bplp pod across all of those platforms we will be there
1: mm-hmm. exactly you know where to find us
0: all right guys yeah, it's been yeah. lovely yeah yeah Thank you. it's been great um yeah. if you want to hear more of jordan scratching his head you also can you know wow has that been audible another- <laughs> the entire time <laughs> it wasn't actually you scratching your head it was your shirt rubbing against the microphone but it was happening at the same time as you were scratching your head and it looked like that anyways that's it y'all bye <laughs>